Welcome back. My name is Kit. And it's your boy, Steve. And this is Streaming Things. That throws me off every time you're new. You're <laughs> it's new. a boy. It's your boy. <laughs> it's your boy, Steve. Yo, what up? It's your boy, Steve, coming at you live like from the, the studio. <laughs> like, I feel like, you know, people have been very gracious in calling me Kit. Everyone, yeah, everyone's been playing along with the game. Yeah. And uh, now we're just throwing new, new things at them. Like it's your boy Steve, and yeah. I gotta get used to that. Yeah, I mean, w- I think podcasting is in itself just an exercise in always developing new silly catchphrase and just mm-hmm. expand. Like for us, I yes, got, I got to return some videotapes for you. I know you laugh every time I do that. Like I do. It's just great. It's, it's one a my, perfect. It's one of my favorite things. It's a movie trivia thing, but it's also like you know, it's a nice sign off. I think yeah. it's great. I love it. That's and it's your boy thing. Steve is yeah. like a real cool thing too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that's not how you talk so no. it makes it funnier to me if i lean into like the whole like uh like youtube personality yeah. style guy like hey you know what we should do before we move on chris is we should smash that subscribe button ring the bell ring for that updates. bell dates this episode is brought to you by hello <laughs> fresh blue chew. Not, blue chew better help they actually do sponsor the show let's, that's true let's talk about better help let's talk about a real sponsor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a real a real deal one uh today if you guys didn't know we're talking about potentially our most important movie review ever seminal it is mm-hmm. uh it's police academy four four citizens on patrol colon citizens on patrol now, now you guys might be asking, oh, did I, did my feed mess up? Have I missed police academies one through three? No, no, uh, you did not miss them because we did not review them. This is a Patreon picked film. So someone went onto our Patreon, signed up at the appropriate tier. And one of the powers you get to exercise at this tier is that you can or like order us to watch a specific Mandate. movie. And who ordered us for this one? This is from Brett X, uh, who was very apologetic. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. <laughs> so he didn't have to do this because you already paid for us to watch. That's the game. You could yeah. well, watch whatever. You, you tell us what to watch. It could, we, be, it could be Barbarella. That's the deal. It could be Schindler's List. You put the money under the door and we back away and watch a movie, <laughs> all right? But he sent us like a DoorDash gift card and stuff to So we, we ate a bunch of food for this episode. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Should um, we tell him what we had? I don't even remember. Oh, wild eggs. Wild eggs. Yeah, we yeah. just ate it. Bunch of omelets, uh, stuffed French toast. Oh, yeah. That's that was a fucking noise. I had a Creole omelet. Had like andouille sausage Dead. and shrimp in it. Andouille. And like some Cajun spice. Isn't it French? You don't pronounce the L's. It's like andouille. 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 Fromage. I'm <laughs> fromage. I did have like a cheesy <laughs> omelet. That's true. But he didn't pick Police Academy from 1984. He didn't pick... Uh, Police Academy 2, The First Assignment from 1985. Mm. Nor did he pick Police Academy 3, Back in Training from 1986. No, 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 no. It's Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol from 1987. And and yes, you did the math correctly. The people in the 80s were lucky enough to receive a new Police Academy movie every year from 1984 to 1987. But no, they had to wait uh, a few years to 1988. No, they didn't. Another one again, 1988 Police Academy 5 <laughs> Assignment. No, so ch- check this out. Police Academy 5 colon Assignment colon Miami Beach. That gives Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 a run for its money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Police Academy 6, I believe, is just called uh, Mission to Moscow, right? I think so. 
And then what's seven? Isn't there seven of them? There definitely is a seven. Uh, there's a Police Academy the series, which came out in 1997. Oh, okay. So Police Academy seven is Mission to Moscow. Police Academy six colon City Under Siege. Ah, uh, that came out in 1989. And Mission to Moscow came out in so 1994. It, so from 84 to 89, there was a Police Academy movie every year. Yeah. And then the seventh one came out in 94. And uh, G.W. Bailey was still in them, at least in, in the seventh one. But uh, you, you said earlier that Steve Gutenberg was not in any after four. Yes. Mahoney. Uh, Police Academy four was the last uh, appearance of the Goots on uh, Interesting. Police Academy. Uh, Look, apparently he's going to be an eight whenever they fucking make that one, which they've been teasing that for little two decades. So look at my IMDb here just so you guys know I'm not fooling. Uh, I typed in Police Academy in the search bar, as you can see. And then they're all a bunch of Police Academy movies, except randomly. It just says Teen Lust <laughs> from 1978. And I just don't understand was how that came up. Brett, were we supposed to watch Teen Lust? Was this like a subliminal message for us to watch Teen Lust? I don't know. And now my app's crashing. So IMDb was like, you weren't supposed to find that. Oh shit, you found Teen Lust. <laughs> anyway. He's, he's on a list. That's why we're watching Police Academy 4. Uh, hopefully you watched it with us. We're going to give our overall thoughts on the movie. And then attempt some kind of play by play scene by scene recap. We were, we were talking off air briefly. Like how do we recap this movie? I got to tell you, here's my backstory. I actually, yeah, what's, your, what's your backstory with police Academy in general? I actually liked these movies. Yeah. I liked them. That's the past tense. Like I watched them a lot as a kid. Um, it seems like they were always rerunning on comedy central or USA, but I think Comedy Central, you know, like right after Short Circuit, you know, and as, just, as a kid, maybe homesick from school or whatever, I'm just coming to America, like shit like that's always on. I'm always watching them. Mm -hmm. um, specifically this one, because I remember a few scenes of this vividly when they came up, uh, like the the lady who uh, the love interest of Bobcat Goldthwait in this movie of Zed, um, the photographer. Yeah. Like that scene where she like flip lets her hair down and they're running, they're running toward each other. I had a huge crush on her when I was a kid and it's from that scene from this movie. So I was like, Oh shit, this must be the one that I watched all the time was four. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's my back. I, I liked these movies, but watching this as an adult, Kareen Borer. Yeah. Borer is that, am I pronouncing Yeah, She's not in much other than this. She's had some like TV spots and stuff. Ooh, she was in the 1990s flash TV show. I saw that. Ooh. Yeah. Didn't even know that existed. Oh, she was uh Veronica Mars's mom. Oh, really? Yeah, Leanne Mars. Big Veronica Mars fan over yeah. here, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I like I liked this movie, but watching it, I hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not even... It's not a movie. There's no plot. It's just a, a string... Yeah, plot point B in this movie happens minute 58 when they're like, oh, we got to get the international people to come see how good the program's going. Sure. And then it's just like, here's a random villain. And there's like a kind of a, There's kind of a B plot with uh, David Spade's character. Kind of. They there's forget about it. Kind of a love story with Bobcat Goldthwait. And they kind of forget about it. There's kind of a love story with Sharon Stone and, and Mahoney. Didn't even realize that was her for most of this movie. Sharon Stone jump scare. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Um, but not really, right? Like they don't, they're not interested in any of that. There's no real antagonist. Like GW Bailey's Captain Harris is kind of part of the protagonist team. Now he's such a familiar face in this franchise. And at no point does 
Captain Harris actually have the upper hand. So there's no tension. There's no conflict. That's the, that's, right. I was trying to, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this movie? That's what I was trying to think the entire time I was watching. It. I was like, what is wrong with this? Like, what is not what's working? Not working? What's not movieing about this movie? And it's the fact that at no point does Captain Harris have the upper hand. So there's no tension. Like he'll come in, he'll yell at the crew and then walk into the shower like an idiot. <laughs> so it's like, you never take him seriously. Like Mahoney's never in trouble of losing his job or the cop program's never in danger of being dismantled. And like the, the, the commandant who invented the COP program is a fucking idiot. Like he literally doesn't even know where he is half the time. Mm-hmm. So there's no tension about him being let down or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's no movie here because you're not, inve- what is even happening? Yeah, like it tries to cobble together some sort of, plot at the very like the last 20 minutes of the movie with the jailbreak like oh we've got a thing to do as a police force and we can the 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 people in the cops program actually have a thing to fight and even though we've been disbarred kind of um right and and so they try to cobble together the story like in the last 20 minutes of the movie but the the first hour of it is very much like what are we doing yeah like there's no going on and i don't mean that it's too silly i just mean you still need a plot within the silliness take something like uh Oh, fuck. I don't know. Pick an Adam Sandler movie. Um, what's the one with uh, Billy Madison? Bobby Boucher. Okay. Yeah. There you go. What's that one? Waterboy. Waterboy. Let's take Waterboy. That's a silly ass movie, yeah. right? You still have like the the Dark Knight of the Soul where he decides he's not going to play football anymore. And he tells, uh, what is his name? Uh, Veronica. Um, uh, I don't know. That's from Billy Madison. Um, it's the, the so Farouk Balza. Yeah. <laughs> the <Heine>. Veronica. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what he tells her to leave him alone. Like, because he thinks his mom's sick because she's faking the brain injury or what? Like, there's that yeah. conflict, that tension, and then that foosball. Yeah, that triumphant return to foosball, and the, and like he goes back with his girl, and um, he finds out his father wasn't a a, a genius waterman; <laughs> he was a loser <laughs> that left him. You know what I mean? Um, it's all silly, but like there's some movie happening. There's things are still happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. characters are, they're having arcs. Things are, you know, whereas in this, everybody's the same at the end as they are at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of, of nonsense. God damn it. Some cockamamie malarkey. Yeah. Like and I, I was like you when I was growing up, I always, I have a soft spot in my heart for the police Academy movies. I've never seen all of Especially them. Especially Michael Winslow, which these movies are just, look what we can make Michael Winslow do. <laughs> look, at my, look, look, what he, look what he's doing. Although I do have to say like in this movie, it's like the least impressive Michael Winslow, Michael Winslowing. Cause usually there's just a car engine happening and he's just also going, yeah. and it's like, you, that's not helping. That f- <laughs> the fart was really good. Yeah, the fart was good. There's like three moments and I identified them where I actually laughed out loud and I'm uh, not ashamed. Oh, no, there are definitely moments in this movie where I I did cackle. Usually it's like the most inane, random bullshit that just kind of sneaks in at the end of a scene. Usually Bobcat's like, ha, boobs or something like like right at the end. (laughs) (laughs) But like uh, there are funny scenes in this movie, but like for the most part, like the scenes, the setups, the pay, the jokes that are happening are not funny. It's the character actors that are like yeah. adding that you can tell they're adding their like own ad lib or ad lib or improvisational uh, little wink and nod that they're kind of throwing into the performance. Those things are funny because these are talented comedians. Uh, but I don't think that the jokes and the setups are necessarily that funny. And it's interesting because at least the first one, but I think the first three are actually pretty raunchy like they're rated r 
Mm-hmm. And this one, I think, is the first one that's rated PG. And then it's PG from here on out, mm-hmm. which is just interesting. Yes, yeah, they so lost I, their bite a little bit, maybe. You my know? knowledge of the Police Academy movies. So, yeah, I watched these movies when I was really, really young. I've never seen all of them because I know I've never seen this one before. I have no memory of this one really? at all. I remember the Miami one uh, for whatever reason. I remember that because uh, Tommy, the heavy. Isn't that like six? Or seven? I think that's five, I okay. think. The f- so yeah, seven's Moscow. Uh, yeah, f- uh, five is Assignment Miami Beach. Um, so I do remember that one because there's like a, some alligator jokes and Tommy, who's the heavyset guy that is the new recruit that kind of hangs out with David Spade and the other dude. Yeah. Uh, he's in in five. Because um, I have no memory of David Spade being in any of these movies, period. This is the only one he's in, to my knowledge. Um, so when I like before I started watching this, I was hanging out with Eric and we were, we just like looked it up on IMDb and we we're looking at like screenshots of it. And there's a screenshot of David Spade and she's like, Oh, David Spade's in these movies. And I'm like, no, I, I, mean, I was Idiot. shocked when I saw him pop up. <laughs> and then she movie. showed me that, that screenshot. I'm like, Oh fucking shit. That is David Spade. But yeah, apparently this is the film debut of David Spade. Wow. This is the first movie he's ever been in, which was kind of, Oh, cool. Um, when he's a skateboarder guy. Yeah, and this, <laughs> this is another thing that I think doesn't quite work with this movie in particular. I don't remember this happening in the Should other ones I've seen. Top. It's a great song. It's a bop. Do you actually know that song? No, but oh. it was like, yeah, it was like why it was happening. Like, yeah. You do know a lot of 80s music. So I was like, if that's actually a Steve Bob, I'm going to be fucking mad. No. That, shoot for the top. That just sounds like a, a song they made just for this movie. Like, shoot for the top at Police Academy 4. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, another reason that I think this movie isn't quite living up to his expectations is I think you do have to have a lot of. Uh, knowledge of the other three movies going into it. Yeah. Because I can tell there were a ton of jokes happening where it's like, oh man, if I was well-versed and had caught myself up on the first, because I didn't watch the first three leading. I haven't seen these movies in 20 years. Yeah. So like there's a lot of jokes happening. Okay. I vaguely remember something happening. Like they show uh, Tackleberry. Tackleberry has a, a scene early on where he's having dinner with his wife and her family. Yeah, that, that whole scene was fucking batshit without context. Yeah, so I remember I had this vague, hazy memory of Tackleberry getting a wife and like meeting a woman and them getting married in one of these movies. So like I was vague, like, oh yeah, he does have a wife. Don't I don't know her family. And so that when that scene plays out, I'm like, bet this is funnier if I had seen the other ones beforehand because I would have a little bit more context. Yeah, with like the sociopath mom and mm-hmm. uh, the the dad who just beats the shit out of his son. Oh, I'm so quick. <laughs> That's hard. Oh, boys. <laughs> it's um, wild. And then also there's this weird kind of thing where it's a huge ensemble cast movie, right? So you have to have uh, every scene has to like, okay, Bubba Smith, Hightower has to have his moment. Uh, Michael Winslow has to have his scene. You know, they all have to shine. And even though Steve Gutenberg is the quote unquote star of these movies, he is a huge major backseat this whole movie. He's I feel like he's barely in this. And when he is, he just kind of wanders in like, hey, G.W. Bailey, don't be a dick. I guess you are. (laughs) And then he'll disappear for five minutes and you'll have like an extended Bobcat Goldthwait scene. 
which is one of many. I feel like he should have been the star of this movie. He He's must have been so, so big in the eighties. He must have been so free. I can't stand this man. Uh, um, not as a person. It's just the whole shtick. And then like uh, Marion Ramsey, who plays hooks. Like, <laughs> hooks has barely any fucking point in this movie. Like, I don't even know why they bothered giving her a call to show up. Cause she has the helium scene is like her big triumphant. That's her big triumphant moment. It's also like as an editor, it was the scene that was driving me nuts. Cause there's this weird thing where, Bailey shows up and chastises her and then she like hides under the table for like 30 seconds yeah. and then goes back up and the scene continues. It's like, why the fuck did we do that? Why did we just continue the scene? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just this weird, like who's the main character. There's no one really to kind of bring you along. It's just like you said, a bunch of slap together comedy skits that don't quite work. And then at the very end, they're like, ah, shit plot ninjas, ah, uh, ninjas, <laughs> which that ninja fight is on the boat. Yeah. Rough. <laughs> Michael Winslow very clearly doesn't actually know karate. No. But he is good at pretending to be dubbed. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Yeah. The the stunt though, the like uh, airplane balloon stunts were surprisingly good. Yeah. How do they randomly, like they didn't have to go that hard. No. <laughs> After the movie we had just watched, was I expecting anything like that? No. Aerial wise. or yeah. And then they like pulled it off really yeah, well. Like, dude actually jumped on a, I mean, very clearly jumped on a balloon, which would be terrifying. Right. Um, this was, I did, I did read in my research that this was the, um, the police Academy movie, movie with the highest budget out of all the movies. And I think you can tell just through the, the budget. The, it's on the, the screen, baby. It's on the screen. <laughs> you can see the budget when in that Mrs. aerial Feldman scene. comes through that window. Book them, tack. Book them, tack. So the movie starts with with a sick beat. Uh, they're driving through town. A golf ball hits. It's, it's I think, um, Winslow and Gutenberg in a, mm-hmm. in a cruiser. The two stars, right? Yeah. Um, and then a golf ball hits the windshield. That golf ball was hit by the, the goofy, dumb commandant. He introduces his new COP program, Citizens on Patrol. Um, or and, COP for short. <sighs> <laughs> the sigh you just gave. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwaite, God damn it, is my next note. He storms in late. I forgot he was in these movies. <laughs> I think I liked him as a kid. I think it was like my favorite part as a kid. Everyone liked him as a kid. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I still like Bob. I think my dad hated him. And now I'm like, <laughs> you're your dad. Now now. My dad, like, what the fuck is the point of this? Yeah. It's like, um, what's that guy that hits fruit with sledgehammers? Gallagher. It's like a Gallagher thing. <laughs> when you're a kid, you're like, I get it. Get it, dad. Cause it's a hammer. And he's smashing the fruit. But as an adult, you're like, what the fuck is going on right now? What are we supposed to be doing with this? <laughs> my my Bobcat Goldthwaite to Gallagher line, it, it might not make any sense, but I, I think it's strong. It, you, I, you know, <laughs> I must be a child because I get it. <laughs> like both those comedians are geniuses. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, they want to do this uh, Citizens on Patrol uh, program in order to kind of build uh, public community relations. Community relations. Like mm-hmm. the, the public will see us as friends and uh, uh, the commandant's like, ah, they won't think of us as enemies. Wouldn't that be great if we were friends and we can just have lemonade? Things worked out with, with cops and community relations <laughs> since this movie. Yeah. <laughs> nothing uh, got worse. Hey, you know, maybe they're onto something. I mean, this was, nothing happened in the 90s. 
that was really uh, uh, portentous or anything. No, not LA. at all. And then nothing went on to happen in maybe, the decades after. Maybe that's why in 1994 they went to Russia. They're like, ooh. <laughs> 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 ooh, can't do this. Maybe. Maybe. By the way, real quick, quick aside, because I was doing like just some very lazy research into the other Police Academy movies to try to like reboot my mind. Yeah. I've never seen the Russian one. Did you look at the cast? For the mission no. to Moscow one? No. Dude, let me bring it up for you. It'll blow your fucking mind. Ron Perlman. Okay. Christopher Lee. Okay. <laughs> what the? F Claire Forlani. Like, like, the Christopher Lee one blew my mind. Like, I guess he's like a Russian. He's the Russian oh, commandant. Yeah. Who's like, of course he is. Welcome to my opinion. You know, well, I've got a purple lightsaber. <laughs> I really killed a man. I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I just couldn't, I guess Ron Perlman's the bad guy in it. Cause of course it's Ron Perlman. Um, but yeah, that fucking blew my mind. They got a crew. They got Christopher Lee with it for this shit. I used to watch a, a bunch of obscure eighties, Ron Perlman movies. Like he was like a monk and shit. I think he's in the name of the Rose or something, but it's one of those. Um, big fan, big love, fan Ron I love, Perlman. Yeah, I love Ronnie P. But yeah, the COP program, uh, it pisses off Captain Harris, who's the the kind of the villain from the original Academy, you know, going way back. He, he's he's always the villain in these movies, it, but it denigrates the uh, the the police, you know, mentality that he's so is so dear to him. He carries that fucking is it a cane? Is there a, a word baton to that? or something? Yeah, he's just got a little, like even when his arms are fucked up, he's still got the <laughs> cane in one hand. Yeah. Um, I do have to say, I think. The guy who plays Captain Harris, what's his name? G.W. Bailey? Yeah, G.W. Bailey. Uh, I think he's like the MVP. For sure. Of this movie, for sure. But I think of, like that's why he keeps coming back to all of them. Like the movies, I think, inherently would not work without him. And that's what the original premise is cool. It's a good 80s comedy. It's these new recruits in the Academy, hence Police Academy. And G.W. Bailey's the, the guy that can prevent them from getting the job or whatever, right? And you've got Mahoney. Uh, it kind of, it's the same, really, I never thought about this before, but major pain is just major steals pain. heavily from police Academy in a way. Cause you got the, the, the shitty character, the, the Mahoney character is like the kid who gets his head shaved and stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how, how much you guys remember about major pain, but, um, <laughs> well, we got some major pain heads here, but now that like, they're all actually cops and they're, you know, it just doesn't work as well, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're just trying to, to milk it at this point. But, uh, don't you ever touch my balls without asking is uh, an actual line that gets uttered in this scene from GW Bailey. Uh, and we cut to officer Zed played by Bobcat Goldthwaite speaking to the ladies. I don't remember. I don't remember where he's at. Uh, he's had some sort of poetry talk, but he's like, this is when he gets, again, this is, this is the start of like, you don't quite know what's happening because it's a lot of scenes of them going just to random places to essentially to ask people, Hey, you want to be a part of the citizens on patrol program? I love how you said, this is the part where you stop knowing what's going on. It's like seven minutes in. Oh, I know. And <laughs> four of those minutes was the musical introduction yeah. of credits. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but cause it doesn't quite really establish what he's doing there why he's there until like after what seems like an hour of him going, I was a beautiful poem. I really loved it. Uh, and something about a fart and he's like, I didn't write it. And then <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write it. It just happened to me. It's funny now. Like if we're thinking back, I'm like, was that hilarious? Actually, was I wrong in the moment? Oh God. Uh, yeah. So he's, he, cause there's that joke where he shows up where he's wearing like a leather vest that says death by tire iron. Yeah. He's, and he's the, like, um, the poetry ladies like thinks he's just some vagrant. He's like, I, I am the police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
I guess I don't remember his origin. Is he like a biker or something? Uh, you know, I think Zed started off as a bad guy. Like he was, yeah, he was in a gang or something. I could something. have this wrong. He would, but he wasn't in the police force, but like by the end of the movie, he like joined them. Yeah. The Academy. That's yeah. Whole point, right. Yeah. But he, he like started off as an, I think he might've been in the second movie. And then we maybe? go to, we go to Tackleberry's family next. We get that insane cop family fight. Uh, it's the tone of that scene. It's so bonkers. It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> this That's all I can say about each it. Other. Not even just that. It's just like the whole, like the way that the dad's performance, like he's such, and the mom is like this, um, uh, a fucking like robot lady that's just making pies. And I, <laughs> and he slaps her ass and she's like, Oh, and it's just so weird. Like, like her, her, her she's blinking Morse code. Like, please let me out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Help. It's he, wild. He always is trying to say how fast he is to me. <laughs> he hits me a lot. Is what I'm saying. He's definitely very fast. Um, and then we get the elevator scene with Bobcat Goldthwait where he like scares the fuck out of those people. We're trying to give them the cop flyers. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. And then they're like, oh, okay. Like they're, yeah, yeah, they're very, they're very scared. Uh, and my next note is, is that fucking David Spade on a skateboard? And it was. And we get that sweet, sweet skateboarding sequence. Shoot for the top, which it, it's so weird. It's so out of place. This like skateboarding montage. Yeah. Now you got to think though. In the eighties, skateboarding was skateboarding. fucking dope. Nobody knew quite what it was. It was still underground. You know, yeah, skateboarding was dope. And also, this was the height of like cops being like, "Oh, you are a skateboarder." Book him, Johnny. Yeah, and that's what's they, it does characterize uh, Captain Harris that he's so bent out of shape about this. They make you know they mock him. Skateboarders in the mall, call the hell, send out a chopper. You know, like this is his big hill to <laughs> I die want snipers on. on the roof. Yeah, um, <laughs> but then uh, that Copeland guy, like I thought he was going to be a bigger. He really just like introduces David Spade and uh, the other guy who plays uh, Kyle or Arnie, whichever one's not David Spade. Um, and you, they set up this like almost antagonistic relationship, like, oh, maybe by the end of the movie, Arnie and Kyle will prove how good they are to this specific cop, Copeland, that was trying to give him shit. Or they would at least get some sort of comeuppance on that guy. No. That dude just disappears into the ether. there was going to be any arcs or, yeah. And, Cop- nope. and I think that character, Copeland's in previous movies. I think he's a, yeah. in other ones. And the guy, uh, who's the one that kisses Harris's ass the whole time? Proctor. Proctor, like shoots that dude's ass with ketchup and... <laughs> yeah. Then gets like a milkshake dumped on his pants and eh. he he's, he, you know, he gives a salute to the national anthem in the naked. Toilet. Yeah. Uh, um, but I, I wrote, um, uh, so yeah, they're doing the skateboard, whatever, whatever. Did you stay and watch the credits of this movie? Like the end credits when um, no, I so was out as soon as I could. It, well, it does that classic thing that all <laughs> 80s movies late. do where it's like a clip of Steve Gutenberg doing a thing, freeze frames. I saw Gutenberg. like some of those. Yeah. The very last one is the most interesting one. It's literally the very last credit they show. I saw the ketchup ass frame of the guy who plays. Is that the one you're talking about? No, it's not. Okay. It's not. So the very last frame is all of the skateboarders. And what they're uh-huh. doing is they're skating directly to camera and then they kind of veer off. So they'll go to camera. This guy's name, he'll veer off. And then there's another guy behind him. This guy's name, veer off. The very last dude, the very last skateboarder is fucking Tony Hawk. Of course it is. <laughs> Who else would they get? Ma, and, and Were there any other pro skateboarders at this time? Tony Hawk was supposed to be David Spade's stunt double for this, uh, the skateboarding scenes. And for whatever reason, like there was an interview where Tony Hawk says this is the only job he's ever been fired from because he got like fired basically as a as David Spade's skateboarding double. 
And I don't really know the story much further than that. He tried to sleep with Sharon Stone. Probably. Who knows? I mean, she just got Tony Hawk. She's like, what? He's like, it'll be big when PlayStation 1 comes out. I could do it at 900. <laughs> not a big deal. Not a big deal. Most people call you 720. Uh, I do not. And give you uh, all 900 degrees, Sharon. But but he's the last skateboarder, and I don't, and I could be wrong because I don't think they like froze on him or like made a big deal of it. But he was like the last person they credit in that ending video sequence, and it's just kind of like, did they realize at the time that this is Tony fucking Hawk, and no. it's kind of wild that he's like the final person they show? I don't think that was a thing yet. Tony fucking Hawk. Ooh, Tony fucking Hawk. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, I like those blooper reels at the end of movies that we used to get to, especially comedies. I feel like they should have had a blooper reel. Definitely should have. You Why know, there was a blooper reel. The guy yeah. that misses the balloon and just falls to his death. <laughs> yeah, he fell. <laughs> that's, all we, that's all we got. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, the season of gift giving. If you're like me, you've waited until late December to think about it. And now everything that you try to order on a website is not going to arrive until after Christmas. That's the opposite of the holiday spirit. That's stressful. We've got a gift that you can give yourself. You can get a subscription to BetterHelp and give yourself the gift of therapy. If you've never tried therapy before, it's a great way to get into it. You can fill out a questionnaire and get matched with a therapist. And if you don't like them or you're not meshing, it's easy to switch. You can just get another one. And it's all online, so you don't have to stress about the traffic and the driving and the location and all the logistical things that always help you talk yourself out of giving therapy a try. So I think you should do it. This holiday season, lower the stress a little bit. Give yourself the gift of mental wellness. So in the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash streaming things. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays and happy streaming, everybody. This month, we want to give a special shout out to all of our patrons who keep the lights on at streaming things, but we especially want to give a special shout out to the super patrons. They are Kaylee Sampson, San Valentino, Anthony Corona, Infamous, Brent Stradamus, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, Optimus, Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, Little Tickler, Svento7, Jace Gramo, Haley Anderson, AK Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Loughlin, Joey Stewart, Jason Hawkins, Big Butthorn, Conrad, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Linda Eklund, Emmy, Joe Velez, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Son Loving Mortal, Suzanne Rode, Lauren Waller, Jadinklage Morgoon, Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Ryan Moore, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and of course, Enza. Thank you all so much for supporting the show, and with that let's get back to it and then we get mahoney like speaking at like city hall while they're chasing the skateboarders and we get this scene where i guess it's the fence falling but it sounded like his pants were ripping but captain harris falls on the fence um oh yeah they're trying to scale a chain link fence and yeah uh they could have just used the door the whole time and this one yeah, guy, guy is comes like and opens the door i'm gonna make it fall <laughs> and then like the, the 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 fence is like hinged in the middle so it can like twirl as if it was like a fence in a Mario Brothers game. Yeah. And uh yeah, um Harris just like fucking eat shit on the pavement. And apparently that was that stunt double didn't use a crash pad or anything. He just fucking did that. 
Good like, for him. Yeah, I hope they paid him well because he did it. not need to go that hard for Police Academy for Citizens on Patrol. He did, actually. It was the highest budget <laughs> film in the franchise. That's true. Um, I hope he got some of that money. They wanted their money's worth this time. Yeah, so they got to arrest those wacky kids. In court, Mahoney's like, he knows these people. You said the David Spade characters knew. That's, that's my, that's but what Mahoney I thought. Mahoney was like, I know these people. I'm going to go protect them in court. It's Kyle and Arnie. Everyone yeah, knows Kyle and Arnie. Kyle and Arnie with the neon shirts. And the OG uh, uh, Air Jordan 1s. Uh, well, those are fire, by the way. And uh, <laughs> um, and then Michael Winslow does like a fart noise as soon, as soon as he says, Judge, to quote you, which apparently wins the victory for the, the kids joining the COP program instead of going to jail. So I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Fart made me laugh. <laughs> it was so absurd and out of place. It caught me off guard. I, then, I didn't laugh, but I liked it. But then in like the very next scene where it's like, uh, what did they say? They said something like, that's the first time I think I've ever seen a judge throw someone in contempt for not talking or without talking or something. No, like it's like uh, Proctor says, um, I, I didn't know you could be thrown in contempt. I thought you could only be thrown in contempt for your mouth or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> with meaning butthole. I laughed. Yeah, I left. I left. Uh, and then they end up looking for Lois Feldman and the old folks home. Oh, this is the first time I left. I'm even less proud of than because <laughs> it's a misogynistic joke instead of a fart. Oh, my first LOL was uh, Tack going in to talk to Mrs. Feldman and then turning around to the his female partner. I don't even remember her name. That's how bad this is. Uh, and he goes, cover your rear. And she goes, what? And it's all these old men wheeling toward her in wheelchairs, <laughs> leering at her because yeah, they're looking at her ass. Yeah. Uh, and that, I guess that was funny to me because <laughs> it just cuts to them like. Horny <laughs> <laughs> old dudes. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the introduction, introductory day of the COP program. Um, can you tell me why Zed was eating a fucking goldfish? I have and no what, idea. What the fuck does that mean? So the goldfish is something that the commandant's always carried around. Yeah, I that's saw kind it again when thing. he's like in France. But yeah, that's kind of like his little thing. Uh, I have no idea why Bobcat was trying to eat the fish. I guess like it's just, it. I guess it's like, hey, I don't know if people are getting, this guy's got a screw loose. He's weird, yeah. I think we should do, <laughs> we should pepper in a couple uh, dozen more scenes to illustrate that. I did like that the bird kept shitting on that dude. <laughs> the shit just goes like everywhere throughout the scene yeah he like wipes it on the pants leg of the guy next to him which is fucked up (laughs) and then it just starts covering him it's that's funny uh there's two bird shit jokes in this movie this is the first um captain harris will be running the academy so apparently like the guy below the commandant and above the captain is also a dick who gets satisfaction from appointing captain harris to the i don't know uh forget like again it would be nice if we watched the first three um, yeah, I feel like this is also a dude that we should know more about. Commissioner Hurst, is that his name? I guess so. Uh, yeah, the commissioner, the commish. Not, he's no Gordon, I'll tell you that. Uh, Not at all. Gordon wouldn't stand for that shit. We got David Spade chewing some bubble gump, and then we get the the the, the dick sniffing dog. Uh, oh, yeah. And then the reporter, Sharon Stone, of course, is going to h- house the dog. Yeah. Hey, don't worry. I'll take care of your what dog for fuck? you. Don't mind me. Just mild-mannered reporter just Sharon Stone. Random white lady will take your dog. Hello. Oh, okay. Hello. Oh, thanks. Sharon Stone, thank you. This is my pet. You. What do you mean I can't take it to my place of work? And then Mahoney walks up. Is that something we could have done this whole time? I'm house trained. I could take Pippin to work and when someone's like, get that dog out of here. I'm like, it's my pet. With a German shepherd, I feel like it's not that crazy. Mm. A cab. He's a K9. <laughs> He's a K9. 
Uh, yeah. People's hatred for cops does not apply to doggies. So somebody once asked G.W. Bailey, like, hey, did you do your own stunts on the Police Academy movies? And was there a stunt that everyone awry? And the only thing he can come up with in that question, that Q&A that he was in was like, uh, there was a scene in, I think, the fourth one where this dog was like supposed to bite my nuts and it was trained to just like stick its nose in there and I would react to it. But at one time it got really close and it was scary. <laughs> that would be scary. Yeah. That would be wearing a cup. Yeah, for sure. Um, you got to trust those dog handlers if you're like, yeah, let's simulate it ripping my nuts off. Yeah, not a fan. Um, and and then there's a scene where there's like a training montage-ish kind of thing. And none of this stuff makes any sense. Why? Like, why is the guy what's with the bicycling in the pool? What, what the what fuck was that? I don't know. I, like, I literally wrote some sort of some sort of training dude bikes in the pool. He's still biking. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, that's your notes. Yeah. yeah, I don't get it. Like he was that was clearly his intention. And it's like, I just don't get it. And then they try to save him. And then there's a joke because she's got a white shirt and huge breasts and she's a drowning victim. And then they all jump in to save her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Zed's flirting with the lady, the, the photographer lady. That's when that romance, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. begins to blossom. Yeah. There was another thing in this section. I think it's a little earlier that made me laugh just because, again, it's the most random fucking thing. It should not make me fun. Like laugh. It shouldn't make me laugh. But because it's so random, it caught me off guard. But it's when... Harris is like, uh, yeah, it's when David Spade has the bubble gum and he's he's chewing it and he's like, is that bubble gum? And he like blows a big bubble and Proctor's like, it is gum. It's definitely gum, sir. And I think it's cherry. That's funny. The, how enthusiastic he was. Yeah, he was like, great in that scene, the way that it cut to his close-up. He was just so like, oh my God, you're right. Also, another thing that made me laugh out of nowhere uh, was Bobcat Goldthwait talking to the girl later on. And he said, uh, no one understands me. And she's like, well, maybe if you talked quieter and with us, a lower pitch. And, and that's not what he meant, obviously, right? And he's like, oh, now I'm going to worry about my addiction. You know, it's just like a tiny thing that was super funny to me. Yeah, I actually, I also left at the the scene when um, he's talking to this love interest. Uh, and he just goes, Lee, he's dead. Like, he's looking at his Mickey Mouse watch. I don't know why. It was so, he killed him. Because of the water, I guess. Yeah. God damn it. Oh, no, um, I said jerk. And then uh, after the tits joke, there's um, they swap the commandants or not the commandant, but the captain's uh, deodorant for Mace. Um, and he comes in all crippled and all he does from that. The, the smoke, the smoke effect coming out of his tits. Yeah. So kind of. Yeah. And then he's like <laughs> that's, that's literally in a, in a brace from the stinging of his armpits. It's silly. Um, that's what I mean about how this movie doesn't work, though, is like. That's fine. That's not too silly, but the, there's no consequences from that. He just comes in and he's like, the next time somebody misplaces their mace, I'll, it'll be, Write a, them up. it'll be a fine, you know, like he should be furious. There should be a crackdown. There should be consequences that changes. They alters the course of the plot a little bit, right? Yeah. No, it's just a, a series of random things happen. And then the movie's over. Um, yeah. Like someone just biking into a pool and then just keeping nothing matters still going. or affects anything else. <laughs> yeah. You know, you could have this movie uh, in a cop themed SNL episode and nothing would change. There would not have to be any unifying plot. Yeah. Um, Except people would say how SNL is not funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which they say anyway. But yeah. um, I saw a comment on a TikTok of a clip of SNL and what was a Gen Z person saying, is SNL funny now or am I just getting old? 
And I laughed because that, that's kind of a thing, you mm -hmm. know, <laughs> it's been the same for 50 years. It's just like, it's pretty funny as you get older. Yeah. Um, when you're young, you like the ones you grow up with. And then you go through a phase of like 15 to 20 years. You're like, yes, no, it used to be funny when I was younger. And, well, and then you start watching it and you're like, ah, it's just actually, it's pretty funny now. I remember my teens where I, early teen, maybe 14 or so, where I started to realize everyone I had grown up loving on movies was a previous SNL cast member. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I was like, what? Cause I'd watch old reruns and be like, see Phil Hartman and fucking Adam Sandler and David Spade and Chris Farley. And just be like, what is going on right now? And then the new generation was like Tim Meadows and all the people I was currently watching and yeah. Will Ferrell. And I'm like, Oh my God, mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is happening? But they're all from SNL. Um, SNL is still great. Yeah, they have some some really some really good stuff. I mean, I mean, if you're going to make skits every every week, not all of them can be winners. Exactly, but, that's but what I, people don't get. But I think generally speaking, it's usually they they hit more than miss. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then we cut to uh, there's a scene where he's teaching them how to eat a donut. I like that joke. Uh, uh, oh yeah. And then when Mrs. Feldman beats the shit out of the guy that's pretending to be a purse snatcher, Sweet Church. Yeah. Or uh, uh, is that his name Sweet Church or no, Sweet Chuck? Sweet Chuck. Sweet Chuck. Yeah. Um, and then we get basically a montage. What else is that guy in? He looks so familiar, but I can't place this whole next why. 10 minutes. is just a montage of him getting shit on. And at first it's literal with the bird shit, but it's like bad things keep happening to him as the next 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. The like, poor guy. Like his, he's just climbing a rope, not minding his own business and his shoe falls off and hits Zed who gets so pissed that he like throws him into a goalpost. Mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't a basketball I, hoop. Because I haven't seen these movies in forever, I couldn't remember that guy's name. And so for half of this movie in my notes, he's referred to as Ted Wheeler. Oh, that's a good reference. <laughs> like Ted Wheeler loses a shoe. When he left the force and just married Karen. Mm -hmm. And was and did nothing for her. And then we get the helium scene that you talked about earlier. Uh, that's pretty pointless. Um, and then Mahoney randomly sends uh, Proctor and Harris to a gay bar. Like it's just, it cuts and they're like, Mahoney told me to go to the salad bar. And, and Harris is like, Mahoney, ah, it'd be fine. Uh, <laughs> and then they, they get, uh, danced without consent, I guess is the joke here. Yeah. By the guy from Reno 911. Really? No, it oh. looks like him though. Oh, like, I was like, it's, it's, it looks like Thomas Lennon from Oh, actual Reno Thomas Lennon. Yeah. This um, is the mustache. But yeah, this was so. I this should have brought my sailor. This out is then. another ongoing joke because again, the the Blue Oyster is a restaurant that they've been to in previous movies, or not a restaurant, a, a club, a nightclub. Oh, they, really? Like that's like an ongoing. Like so, if you had seen one through three, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to the salad bar," oh, and right? Pan, and it pans up to the Blue Oyster. If you're in on the movies, you'd be like, "Oh, that Mahoney trick!" Right? Them. You're right because look, first one came out in '84, then '85. Then 86. Now we're in 87. So people have just watched these movies, yeah. except we haven't in 30 years. Yeah. So maybe a lot of the quote unquote random shit is just like really deep inside jokes. It'd be like listening to our podcast <laughs> and hearing any hoozle and our maybe sniper tone come out of nowhere. That seems like it doesn't make oh, any sense. Sniper tone <laughs> transcends mediums. Everybody understands. Oh, tone. no, dude. I'm going to stop ripping on this movie. Uh-oh. We are the Police Academy 4 <laughs> of podcasts. It's true. We are. Like, it makes no damn sense. I mean, yeah. Compels me, though. <laughs> That's how I hope people Teaching feel about Teaching a donut it. class. That's how people respond to our show. Makes no damn sense. Compels them, though. Uh, so after the gay bar, there's uh, a game of basketball and then the big porta potty bit. 
just randomly playing a pickup game with Mahoney, who's terrible at basketball, when Steve Gutenberg runs down the court dribbling his, his heart out. He, he clearly can't even dribble. As someone who can't dribble, I recognize it in others. Mm-hmm. And then he does like an under-the-leg uh, uh, layup maneuver that he clearly couldn't do. He practiced all day yeah. on that one move. <laughs> Still didn't do it well. Like The way he's dribbling, he's like looking at his hand like, don't fuck up, don't, don't fuck, fuck up. Don't fuck up. <laughs> I just learned about this it's game today. So- <laughs> <laughs> go back to we should, i think we should be golfing personally um yeah and then the whole bit about proctor being a dick he's gonna snitch on them uh to to harris and so they when he goes to immediately See, has to take a shit high tower dunk and the ball gets like lodged into the cement as if he was the yes. hulk and created a and it just made a crater yes that's what i thought and then bobcat's like <laughs> to the ball Oh, traveling and they drop the uh porta potty on like the 50 yard line of a, a very popular football game do you do you actually see that there. they're playing a football game or i don't think they actually cut to what the game is you just see i assume he's it's in football because it was like they let him on grass and which was it just it, it was weird because i don't think they actually showed where he is you just see the background that he's uh, he's in a stadium yeah it's all you need grass. to know is that thousands of people are seeing his butthole yeah, but I do love how he's such a patriot. Oh, he had to. That even though he's in this precarious position and he's undoubtedly confused, the national anthem plays and Proctor understands these colors don't run. Plus, what are you going to do? You can't pull up your pants, no wipe. Yeah. I'm not doing that either. You don't want to be, conv- you, you don't want to be like, so you don't want to have people saying like, hey, not only did you show up with no pants at this game. They're doo-doo pants. You also didn't stand for the national anthem. Yeah. What the hell, man? By the way, how bad do you have to be shitting to shit in a porta potty. I don't even think he had to shit that bad. I just think he's he like, the, he's I, such a cretin that he was like chilling in the porta potty. Yeah. I think he just saw an excuse to take a half hour break and read it and catch up on his Archie comics. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you don't go in. I don't know if you guys have ever been in a porta potty. Those are not pleasant. No places to be, especially one off the, off of a construction work site. <laughs> They've been blowing that sucker Dude. up. <laughs> I'm not one that can poop just wherever. I'm thankful that my body does not allow that. Mm. I won't even have to. My body doesn't ring the poop alarm right. unless I'm comfortably at home. Or if I have a hotel room, if I'm alone in my hotel room, I'm not like I've been, I have friends uh, that can just, you know, we'll be walking around Walmart and I'm like, mm, got a shit, hold on. And they'll leave. And I'm like, oh, you savage, just dropping trow in Walmart of all places. I, I I can do that. You're a public pooper. You're uh, like, so, I'm choosing I'm it. There, there is a, there is, there has to be a threshold of, of class that the, the establishment surpassed. Not a Walmart. Not a Walmart. I wouldn't, I know. But no. a Target? A Target, yeah. <laughs> I've seen the bathroom checks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Target. Now, Barnes and Noble's different. Bookstores, that's a scientific fact, make you want to poop. Mm-hmm. I have pooped in a Barnes and Noble. It's the smell. <laughs> of, 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 of the, the bookstore. Book yeah. Of the bookstore, yeah. not, not Shit. what you're doing in the bathroom. That's right. You just, you take a shit and like, wow, my shit smells like books. Yeah. I just, for me, that just made me, it told me everything I need to know about this character Proctor, that he would just pull over and try to shit in this porta potty unless it was an absolute medical emergency. He had an Archie comic. Yeah. On the, ready to go. He shits all the time. (laughs) We didn't have phones back then, you know? He's a professional. What are you going to do? Just stare at the porta potty door? No. No. I mean, he, he, he was out for a break. You got to watch something, read something, right? Do you watch um, YouTube videos while you're on the, on the but toilet? But the second time I laughed <laughs> raucously 
was <laughs> the dumbest joke in the movie, perhaps. It's when the crane is moving the porta potty and Bobcat Goldthwait because it's it's a perspective joke. <laughs> Watch out for the plane! <laughs> Yeah, I laughed at that really hard. I'm laughing at the joint point. It's just far away. I'm fucking lost it. And I was grasping for straws at this point, maybe. But, uh, you know, I fly I fly a drone for work pretty often. And that you is you a make thing jokes where like, like, that? like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Well, sometimes they're not jokes. Sometimes like a helicopter will fly by and you're like, ooh, that's really close to my drone. But really, it's fucking not. It's yeah. just perspective is off. Yeah. Ah. Almost hit that cloud. I don't know what's plane. Um, and then, uh, you know, it cuts to uh, the the kids, David Spade and them saying they're ready for duty. And so they they do the two known felons prank uh, with with just Hightower. And oh, that that old that old plan. Classic, the two known felons. Classic prank with the chainsaw man and the mask. And Pretty all sure that. he's not armed. <laughs> <laughs> Love that look. Um, we got him, men. It's Bedula and his late brother. Yeah. And it's clearly Hightower just in a beard. I would think so. Yeah. Like, I knew that guy. I'd that like, dude's tall Hightower. as fuck. Yeah. Like, How many guys like that do you know? He's not going to disappear anywhere. Yama, 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 yama. And yeah. And they're scared to death. And then the chainsaw thing happens. Now, to be fair, the chainsaw thing would scare me. I'm so old that I was thinking throughout that that is way too dangerous to be a prank. Like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like this is a dangerous prank. What if they freaked out and fell on the chainsaw or the mm. guy in the, in the bag could hurt himself with the chainsaw. Yeah. Tackleberry. Not worth it, man. Not worth it. Kids. No, no. <laughs> just to scare some kids and think, ha ha ha. You thought you were ready. You were wrong. David Spade. Like you could have done a harmless prank about, cause they don't have guns and you do, you could like get a squib and stage a shootout and, you know, that's what I so thought many, they were going to do. Cause yeah. they like, he's not armed. And then they made the, you know, Michael Winslow did the gunshot noises. Yeah. So I thought yeah. They were, that's where, that's where they were going for. And they really just took a hard left turn. Like <laughs> cuckoosville. Yeah. We're just going <laughs> to lock you in this van. <laughs> yeah. Wild. But that's what happens next. And then we get the COP party. Uh, and Mahoney uses the biggest tub of super glue I've ever seen. Because usually those are quite small because that's powerful glue. And he, that's when he glues the, uh, what's that called? Megaphone? Megaphone. To uh, Harris's mouth. And he has to get it taken off in the hospital with a blowtorch. Because that's what hospitals do. Um, <laughs> and then we get the scene with Bobcat and the photographer lady. I will never know her name. And this is when I realized I had a crush on this lady. I remember this scene. Yeah. And I loved it. Mm -hmm. Those bangs. That when they're, they're running in slow motion yeah. at each other. I thought she was really pretty when I was a kid. I mean, she's gorgeous. I mean, she is as an adult. Too. I'm just saying like as a kid, it was yeah. like, it's a weird like top five crushes. The lady from Police Academy 4. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but when you're 10, it's whatever. Um, and then we get the the sting operation that Mrs. Feldman inadvertently ruins. The program gets suspended. They try to act like there's some conflict in this movie. But even in this moment, like nobody really seems to care. You don't know who's invested they go to tell the commandant and he's like, ah, goldfish. Um, <laughs> and then the, the, the prisoners in the jail trick proctor with Simon says, uh, and bust out. And then we get the whole, they, they allude to the ninjas earlier and it seems like a one-off like, plus we got ninjas, sir. And it's just kind of a thing dropped. And then you see the fucking ninjas excitedly jump out of the jail. That's yeah. kind of funny. And you're like, Oh, they, they were serious. <laughs> yeah. And the people that broke out start robbing places immediately. They don't even like, Go home and relax. Like I've got to fucking do crime. I gotta do crime. I'm not even gonna ditch this police car no, we stole. In the cruiser, they're robbing places. <laughs> um, and that's when Feldman saves the day because, like, 
what's his name? Turkleberry? Tackleberry? Tackleberry. Tack goes in there and gets. Oh, he's a terrible cop. Yeah. He's got his giant gun and he like opens the door and he would have had to have seen the gunman right there, but he looks past them, keeps turning to his left, frees obvious people at the bank. And then they're right there just like, you fucking idiot. That's what I was going to say. But luckily, Mrs. Feldman just crashes that. Yeah, drives the motorcycle through the window. She's got a hard on for justice and I appreciate that about her. Her whole room in the old folks home is camo colored. Like she's decorated, she's painted her whole domicile. Let me fire a few rounds off with that sucker. All right, Mrs. Feldman. It has quite a kick though. And that's a dirty hairy joke, I would guess. uh, And this next scene is actually another one that made me audibly laugh. It was when um, When they find the ninjas? No, when Bobcat and his lady friend are like, he's like playing a guitar and he's got his dumb little harmonica oh, thing yeah. and she says and and she she says something like hey now that the cop is not a real thing are we gonna still see each other like i would really like that and he goes shut up ducks not you i was talking to the ducks yeah, yeah. They're, just, they're just ducks he screams at him <laughs> just shut up ducks <laughs> no he just no he just goes shut up <laughs> not you ducks <laughs> Because <laughs> the way she jumps. I can't tell if that was like an improv thing yeah. or if that was literally in the script that he tells her to shut up. Either way, wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I hope it. it was improv. I laugh my ass off. My notes are killing me now and I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, so full disclosure, at this part in the movie, I watched it really late last night. Yeah. Uh, we had done like a cocktail class and Andy randomly was at the bar that's right by my place. He's like, hey, come hang out. So we went and, went and saw Andy and Sarah and so when I came back home and started this movie, it was like midnight when I started it. Yeah, I watched this movie at midnight f- as well. I fell asleep at this part. Oh, no. So, and, but I woke up before the the air oh, fight. Oh, no. So this morning I had to go back and watch like 15 minutes of this movie. That's so funny because look at my notes. They find the ninjas. I zoned out, disassociated. Now there's a plane and hot air balloons. <laughs> 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 and we both got turned uh, out at the exact same moment. So I have no idea what happens other than there's like a montage of all this nonsense and silliness. Yeah. Like, uh, and they end up with shoot, some, what's her name? Criminals get away in hot air balloons and airplanes. Callahan, um, Michael Winslow and, um, the, the dude that I, uh, is it Nagata? Is that his name? The guy who kind of is part of the international group, but he, for some reason, I guess he has some sort of previous, uh, relationship with Callahan because they're like wrestling at one point. He's like, I missed you, baby girl. And she's like, Oh, I miss pinning you. Ha ha. Oh, yeah, there's that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the and three of them, her. the three of them end up like they're just driving around and there just happens to be a pirate ship. And as they are passing the pirate ship, like, Oh, look, there are the ninjas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they fight them on pirate yeah. ship. They don't use like, their guns though. No, no, they, they use don't. karate. They, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of dick hitting humor. Um, yeah, and it's then, rough. Yeah, it's rough. And, uh, but, but yeah, Mrs. Feldman's a hero. They beat up the ninjas. But did you know Sharon Stone's a pilot? I did not. I didn't either. But apparently she is. And that's a huge plot point in this. Yeah, she's like, never Mahoney's brought like, up. Oh, they got away. And she's like, no, they didn't. No, I'm they a, didn't. I'm a pilot. What? <laughs> the only thing I knew about you is that like, you kidnap dogs. That's the only thing yeah, I know about this character. Dogs in the plane. And then they do the, all these unnecessary death defying stunts, which I get it. It's this goofy movie. It's whatever. Right. But the whole idea of, of, uh, tack jumping into their balloon and pulling a gun on them. You don't have them now. license and registration, please. You, you do not have them booked. You no. are still, they could push you. <laughs> 
Right. They literally can just be like, I'm just going to keep, especially Mahoney on their plane. He pulls out his little gun, like eh, land this, like, okay. Barrel roll. Yeah, You're gone. Roll. Sorry. <laughs> That's not just wait till they land, yeah. you know, like track them and then arrest them when they land. That's, you know, so all that aside, willing suspension of disbelief. Also, sure. I was confused at one point because, uh, so Tackleberry, uh, Sweet Chuck and Zed show up and, uh, they get into their own biplane that they like b- blast through a wall uh, but Sweet Church or Sweet Chuck has the uh, parachutes and he's like, hold on, I'm trying to bring the parachutes and they're like, leave them. And Zed's like, don't tell him if he doesn't want to do it, he can do it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but he has his own parachute. Yeah. But like that, that little aside le- makes you think, oh, they don't have the parachutes, but then they have the parachutes. Well, they only have one. Sweet Chuck does not have one. Well, ta- doesn't Tackleberry have one or does he just straight up jump? I think you're supposed to believe that he just, he just is fucking crazy for it. to have jumped for the balloon. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, but you can tell that the stunt guy has one, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Sweet Chuck does not because that's a whole thing where he's like, I don't have a parachute. And he's like, well, relax, man. I'm going to tell Okay, I pulled it. You feel better now? Or whatever. <laughs> like it's the whole ADR <laughs> thing that they do. Uh, and then they also rescue Captain Harris, who's in a river because... Proctor's a fucking idiot and does a warning shot into their hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. But who who saves them? It's the uh, it's the kids. It's the kids. Yeah, the yeah. skateboarders mm-hmm. and what and Tommy and Tommy. Yeah. So that's kind of an. Arc. I think Tommy that's, does most of the work. That's in that a completion. Yes. <laughs> that's a completion of that arc there, and, and that's my last note. I'm not going to lie to you. I <laughs> there's I mean, things kind of wrap up. There is one bit of ADR. I don't. Is it was it the sweet sweet Chuck and Zed falling down where they're falling, and then I think Zed goes like. Aim for the kids and break your fall. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a parachute. Yeah. That's what he tells uh, But yeah, everyone loves the citizens on patrol. Uh, what a successful like, Let, Let's program. give Mahoney a successful bow because he was so instrumental in this movie. Was he? Uh, he kind of wasn't there the whole time. But no, he's drinking champagne in a hot air balloon with Sharon Stone. Yeah, I don't yeah. blame him. I don't blame him either. At all. And then my, my, my uh, notes go, the end, period. Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> you love the Tony Hawk viewpoint. It came out of nowhere, man. So yeah, this is a, uh, this of all the movies we've watched Christmas merch. <laughs> <laughs> we do. I have wasn't Christmas. wearing it in the other episode. Now, and I, you look good. You got the black one. Yeah. Madison had the green one. I have the red one. There are so many different colors. Go on to There's uh, three. Yeah. Well, you, can, <laughs> you saw, you could also get it in shirt form. It doesn't have to be sweater or sweatshirt form that yeah. we have. Uh, but yeah, you can go to streamingthingspod.com. You'll find a link to our merch store there and you can get all sorts of merch like our happy holidays and happy streaming shirt, like our lost uh, t-shirt. Get yourselves one of those. Get you some. It makes a great gift for anybody. Thank you to our merch team. To stream and thanks. Thank you to West River Printing. Thank you again to Brett X for being a patron and for uh, buying us a, a wonderful lunch and uh, allowing us the joy of watching Police Academy 4. And uh, look forward next week to our coverage of Lost, but also Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And at some point, make sure to, if you're a patron, vote on the holiday poll. Uh, the choices between Gremlins, Klaus, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and Scrooge uh, for our winners. Home. And Gremlins is is got a stout lead right now. So, uh, so Gremlins too. But I knew you guys weren't culture enough to choose Eyes Wide Shut, so I left it <laughs> off the poll this year. That is a Christmas movie. I would love to watch it. Yeah, was, okay. when looking up Christmas movies, I had white shit kept popping up. I'm like, I don't, I mean, it's, I guess. There's Christmas happening. There's Christmas in there. There's also orgies. Yeah. And it's the, the orgies are the gift that keeps it's, on giving. It's the time of giving. 
Christmas. How else do you like properly share with someone how much they mean to you and how thankful you are for them mm-hmm. around the holidays by if you don't invite them to an orgy? That's true. Yeah. It's a question I mean, you I got your ask. invitation to my yearly orgy, right? I did. Mm-hmm. I'm busy that day. Bring two buckets. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. <laughs> The streaming things orgy. Ah, my favorite annual pastime. 2K23. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we've got for right now. We've got to go return some videotapes. My name is Kit. And I'm your boy Steve. And this was Streaming Things. Happy streaming. <laughs>